0: Hi, I'm Tom Hendrickson from myitcareercoach.com, where we build great tech careers, and welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today, we're going to talk about working in quality assurance with Dusty Jewell.
1: Dusty, introduce yourself to the people here at Tech Career Talk. Hey, Tom, great to be with you. My name is Dusty Jewell. I'm the owner and founder of Trestle Trail Technology, LLC. Uh, Kind of just a one-man army. I hate to say that since I was in the Air Force a long time ago, but... uh, (laughs) I started, uh, started my company almost two years ago, I've kind of bounced around, I spent most of my time in uh, IT as a contractor over the years, and finally wanted to take more control over my my career and where it was headed, so I started my own company after working with a number of developers that have done the same. I've been in the quality assurance software testing area for over 10 years. At the 10-year mark, I pretty much stopped counting, but I've been... <laughs> I've been in IT for about 15 years in various capacities. I'm currently a a QA consultant at Corteva Agriscience, better known as the Pioneer or Pioneer Hybrid. So how
0: was the transition then as you went from, you know, regular contractors to starting your own
1: firm? Was that kind of an easy
0: process or not too hard?
1: I'd actually been thinking about it for probably five years. You know, I met a lot of developers that had already made the move, but yeah. not, not really a whole lot of testers that had started their own company. So I spent, you know, probably five years learning just as much as I could about it. And, you know, really the process to set up a business is really simple. Mm-hmm. It's really the the concept that's a lot more difficult, you know, yeah. when I when I think about all the things that need to be done to set up a business, you know, there's a thousand steps and I'm on like step two and worrying about stuff, you know, way down the road.
0: Yeah. You can get caught up on a lot of things, can't you? Right. Yep, yep. Well good, that's that's a common thing. I see you know, like you mentioned, a lot of developers do that. I've seen some QA people, some BA people do the same thing, but it's, it's good to see you make the transition. But today, Dusty, you wanna to talk to us about quality assurance. So why don't you start off and just kinda, of, cause you had mentioned you've been in quality assurance for a while. Why don't you talk to us and tell us a little bit about your journey into quality assurance.
1: When I graduated from college with an IT degree, I kind of fumbled around for a couple of years, I didn't get right into IT immediately, Uh, eventually landed in a uh, help desk role. So having that kind of support background, the very first thing that they taught us right out of the gate was probing questions because we didn't have remote access into people's machines to see what was going on. So we had to be able to ask the right questions to get the right information back. And that's been kind of a foundation for everything else that I've done uh, in software testing, whether it's you know, better questioning or Socratic questioning, you know, really nailing or getting to the heart of what what's the problem that we're trying to solve. I worked with a developer that was constantly asking that question all the time, and that was just the, that was the root or what led me to the uh, Socratic questioning. But the, that help desk opportunity, uh, they were bringing on a new point of sale system, and so they wanted somebody from the help desk with that sort of support background to learn all about their new point of sale system. So, that they could bring back all that knowledge in house and write up some documentation on how to troubleshoot issues. So, I got the my first taste of quality assurance back in uh, 2003, 2004, and I never left it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, kind of a good place to start, though, Dusty, on the help desk. Cause you, you know, that's one thing I see people on the help desk and they have to support a broad range of things. So, I always have kind of some empathy for them that, you know, they can answer questions about things that I'd be like, I have no idea. right? (laughs) So, but, but like you mentioned, it's always good to ask those questions, especially like the question you brought, what, what problem are we trying to solve? That's a good starter, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess one of the things, what type of skills do we need to to be in quality assurance?
1: There is a recent presentation at the local uh, QA user group and they, they listed three different circles of expertise or, or circles of skills, one of them being your natural quality assurance skills, kind of that, that probing, that questioning, mm-hmm. but also a, a technical realm as well as a, a business sector. And they, they said that that pendulum has kind of swung from the really super technical QA testers back towards people who have more business skills. And those business skills kind of include you know, things like UX and user design, and that's kind of where I've kind of jumped into I haven't delved into a lot of research and a lot of learning with that, but I've just over the years had tons and tons of experience. So I kind of know what to look for in that realm. Yeah. And as, as UX has grown, I've worked with a lot of great UX professionals that kind of back me up and you know, the things that I see, the things that I point out are the very same things that the UX professionals are finding. It's, it's oftentimes cosmetic issues. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of those things don't get fixed, they don't get prioritized. Mm-hmm but you know it's it's important not to develop you know too high of a pain threshold that you know you see you see you know the same issue or the same issues is enough times that you just kind of overlook it gloss over it but yeah it's really important to bring those those issues to light
0: yeah that's a, that's an interesting kind of a broad mix there that you talk about you being somewhat technical understanding the business but then too like you mentioned being curious and asking good questions so kind of a good foundation there to to start out right so I guess one of the things is as you've been in the industry a while, what would you say, you know, you've probably seen some changes and you kind of mentioned that pendulum swinging,
1: but what what are, what are some of the changes you've seen in the over 10 years you've been in QA? It used to be enough to just be a manual tester. And I, I hate to use that word manual because pretty much every tester uses tools to some extent. Yeah, We all use tools to manage stories and to manage our work. So there's been this, you know, the separation between the manual and the automated tester. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've really worked hard to try to break down that wall and that separation. Cause I think that, you know, testers need to pair up with developers, testers doing manual work need to pair up with testers doing automated work.
0: Yeah. That's probably a good way though. Isn't it? Like you said, pairing up and, and, and learning skills from someone else.
1: Right, because one of the things that I've started getting into more and more is code reviews. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a weird thing for a tester to say that doesn't actually write code. But, you know, it's a really important way to figure out all of the changes that were actually made. And it's a, it's a really great way to get ahead of some of the work that's coming down the line. That even though I can't see it on a screen and see it in a UI, I can look under the covers and I can see exactly what's coming.
0: Yeah. That reminds me, I know we both worked with Mickey Cry a few years ago, but she kind of talked to me about something like that, about wanting to know how much code had changed because, you know, as you know, a good tester needs to know, you know, what are those developers doing? How many changes are they making, right? Right. So so I guess, Dusty, as you've been through the, the ranks for a few years, what are some of the things you do to stay current with all the technical changes
1: within the industry? Probably the most important thing that I do is I'm heavily involved with the Local QA user group. It's been around for about ten years, and I've been involved for about seven. I've been on the been on the board. You know, like most of the user groups that I've attended over the years, I attend the meetings that that seem to be of interest. And I finally decided that if I wanted more QA meetings that were of interest to me, that were presenting you know, ideas and things that I wanted to hear about, I should be more more involved in actually drive and help bring in presentations and speakers to Speak to the topics that I cared about. Yeah. So I've I've been involved in the user group community, not just in QA, but I've also attended uh, pretty much all of the developer user groups, the UX meetup as well. So that's been a great source of learning for me. And you know, going to some of those developer user groups at first, you know, my my eyes are kind of you know glaze over looking at code, but you know, <laughs> after looking at it, you know, for enough years, you know, it I can finally start to not only follow what they're talking about would actually contribute to some of the corrections that we're making as we go through. Yeah. Just kind of be curious and continue learning, huh? Right. And you know, besides the user group community, I pretty much have a a whole entire library of books that I, that I read through and all kinds of online courses that I'm going through. Uh, Every year I, I know I certainly buy more books every year than what I've got appetite to read. So (laughs) I'm constantly creating or adding to my backlog all the time. But I was just, uh, just about finished with the book Accelerate, which is more, leans to more towards the DevOps community. Yeah. But it has a lot of great points on, on testing and who should be doing the automating.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. another area, that, right? DevOps where the testing might change a little bit.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Excellent. So, Dusty, I guess kind of to come back though to someone just starting out in QA. What kind of things would you suggest to someone starting
1: out in a quality assurance role? First off, I would certainly suggest, you know, finding your local user groups and start attending those. I think networking is is super important. Uh, As I've attended all these user groups over the years, I've noticed that no matter how many meetings I've attended, no matter how many years I've been involved, there's always somebody new that's coming in. So there's a, there's a breadth of experience in all of these groups. So, you're not necessarily, you know, presenting to the the highest, most, you know, expert person. You're also presenting to the the novice or the or the brand new beginner. Yeah. So so it's important for people to get out there and to learn from those that have experience and and a great way to kind of practice and, and hone your craft.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. User groups are so important. And I think that's a, a thing that a lot of people overlook, but I think You know, you're right. It's a good way to learn and and to like you mentioned, network. It's so important. Right. Well, thanks for coming on, Dusty.
1: Thanks for having me, Tom.
0: If you have any questions, please email me tom at myitcareercoach.com and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. On behalf of Dusty Jewel, I'm Tom Hendrickson from My IT Career Coach, where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk.